Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hi, BrainStuff. Lauren Vogelbaum here. During the late 1940s and early 1950s, post-war America, possibly fueled by a burgeoning sci-fi film genre, went through a surge of reported UFO sightings. In response, the U.S. Air Force created a couple of short-lived programs called Project Sign and Project Grudge to look into the phenomenon. They were followed up by Project Blue Book, a large-scale government study that lasted from 1952 to 1969. Ordered into existence by Major General Charles P. Cable, a former director of intelligence at the Air Force, Project Blue Book painstakingly gathered 12,618 reports about UFOs. After it was determined that the overwhelming majority of these had natural explanations and that there wasn't enough data to evaluate the others properly, support for the effort dwindled. Officially, Project Blue Book was terminated in December of 1969. But did the U.S. government's interest in aerial aberrations die with it? Evidently not. 
because we learned in mid-December 2017 that the Pentagon launched yet another UFO research program in the late 2000s. The story was broken on December 14th by near-simultaneous reports that appeared in Politico magazine and the New York Times. According to newly unclassified documents obtained by the press, a total of almost $22 million was quietly spent over a four-year period on a project dubbed the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, or AATIP. The major driving force behind its creation was the now-retired Senator Harry Reid, a Democrat from Nevada. One of Reid's repeat campaign contributors was businessman Bob Bigelow, a fellow Nevadan who owns the Budget Suites of America hotel chain, as well as a startup called Bigelow Airspace, which develops space station modules. He's also a huge UFO enthusiast. In a 60 Minutes interview in May of 2016, Bigelow said that he believes extraterrestrial visitors have maintained a presence on planet Earth. Reed himself has a fascination with cosmic mysteries. According to one of his former spokeswomen, this fact is obvious to anyone who's ever talked to the retired senator for over 60 seconds. At some point in 2007, Bigelow was reportedly visited by a Defense Intelligence Agency official who expressed an interest in his UFO research. As an anonymous ex-congressional staffer told Politico, there was some concern at the time that the Chinese or Russians might be developing experimental new aircraft that could possibly pose a threat to America's national security. Bigelow later told Reed about the visit, prompting the senator to contact the DIA. When Reed learned the agency was interested in setting up a new government-funded UFO program, he decided to lend a hand. To get the project started, Reed approached the late senators Daniel Inouye, a Democrat from Hawaii, and Ted Stevens, a Republican from Alaska. It was an easy sell. Stevens was particularly enthusiastic about the idea because he claimed to have once been tailed by some unrecognizable aircraft during his service as an Air Force pilot in World War II. Using the Pentagon's classified programs budget, Reed, Inouye, and Stevens secretly set some money aside for the upstart ATIP. The bulk of the cash went to Bigelow Airspace, which used it to finance research and hire subcontractors on the government's behalf. With the company's guidance, a few buildings in Las Vegas were converted into storage facilities for objects with alleged ties to UFO-related incidents. The job of heading ATIP fell to one Luis Elizondo, a intelligence officer with the Department of Defense. Although many aspects of the program remain classified, we do know that its staffers and contractors put together an as-yet-unreleased 490-page report chronicling several decades' worth of UFO sightings in the United States and elsewhere. What's more, the initiative rounded up video and audio recordings from supposed encounters between human onlookers and mysterious airborne objects. ATIP started receiving taxpayer funds late in 2008. The following year, Senator Reid attempted to upgrade the program's level of security, but his efforts failed. Then, in 2012, the Pentagon cut off ATIP's cash supply altogether. According to Pentagon spokeswoman Dana White, it was determined that there were other, higher-priority issues that merited funding and that it was in the best interest of the Department of Defense to make a change. Yet some sources claim that the Pentagon is still quietly investigating new UFO reports made by those in the armed forces. If this is true, then ATIP may continue to exist in some form, despite its current lack of financial support. For his part, Elizondo felt the initiative wasn't getting enough respect within the DoD. After 22 years of service, he resigned from the Pentagon in October of 2017. Before he left, however, Elizondo persuaded his colleagues to release three formerly secret videos to the public. These were raw footage taken by cockpit cameras in U.S. fighter jets and appear to show strange objects traveling through the atmosphere at high rates of speed. 
To Elizondo, the evidence suggests that, in his own words, we may not be alone, whatever that means. Meanwhile, a number of scientists have given more skeptical assessments. Astrophysicist Jonathan McDowell says the object in one of these newly released videos is probably some sort of reflection. Despite Elizondo's cryptic statements, Sarah Seeger of MIT was quick to remind the New York Times that unidentified shapes in the sky aren't necessarily extraterrestrial vessels. And furthermore, astronomer Seth Shostak believes the decision to include Bigelow, someone with firm pre-existing views on alien visitations, raises doubts about the program's objectivity. So are we alone in the universe or not? Humanity doesn't have nearly enough data to answer that question. All we can do right now is keep our minds sharp and our eyes skyward. Today's episode was written by Mark Mancini and produced by Tristan McNeil. For more on this and lots of other mysterious topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.